Praise the Lord. Uh, <clears throat> what, a, what a great time that was in worship this morning. Amen? You know, we, we, really, should, um, we really should flow and have a, have a continuation, have, a, have a, a, a thread, a stream, whatever you want to call it, um, togetherness in the, the, the different parts of what we do when we come together. Okay. And uh, I, I just want to reiterate what I believe was very, very powerfully laid in the worship. I thought, it was, uh, I thought it started, look, guys, you know, it started very early in the morning. Amen? Okay. But that God is holy. Right? But that his holiness is more about his character, his nature, um, who he is. You know, uh, uh, Rian read another scripture from John chapter 3, verse 16, right? And that he said, God's ear is toward us. You see, okay? So we've got holy, we've got God's ear towards us, and then we've got the word about the key. God's going to give us a key. To unlock something. Well, let me tell you something. Okay? All right? The key is viewing God for who he is. Perfect, loving, and all-powerful. He will not cheat us. He will not lie to us. He has our best interests at heart. And let me tell you. Okay, If we can see him for that, because that's exactly the thing that the devil is trying to, to, to make blurry hey? and to, to cause us not to see, is who God really is in his nature. If we can see that, let me tell you, that unlocks everything. Amen? See, then we can trust when something doesn't come quite as quickly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you know that sometimes God says something, promises something, speaks something? We're absolutely sure it's him. But then in 48 hours, hallelujah, when it doesn't materialize, we are discouraged. Okay? We think God is a man who promises often and does not deliver. But that's not the way that he is. Hallelujah. So I'll tell you what. Let that just continue to seep down into your hearts, because if you can see that, we already have enough from this Sunday to last for a long, long time. Praise the Lord. Now, I hope uh, and believe and trust that what we get into here in terms of the quote, preach, end quote, will continue the vein of revelation for us. Because I'll tell you what, guys... You know, it's, it's becoming clear and clear and clear, um, and it's going to be the type of thing that nobody can deny. Okay, there's one thing, one thing that's going to speak to, help, and redeem this fallen world, and that is Christ through his body. Amen? The light to the world. Are we together there? That's the only thing that is going to matter. In the long run. So let's, let's, let's hear him. Let's get together. Let's, let's find God. Praise the Lord. With one another. All right. And have any barrier that comes and tries to get in the way of that. Removed from us. 
and taken to another place, right? So that we can be exactly who he wants us to be in the moment that he wants us to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow, that was powerful this morning. I bet you didn't even know it was that powerful, but now you do. Hallelujah. So we can thank the Lord. Uh, you know, it's, it's really a, look, it's quite a proud moment for me um, to, to hear uh, Rian uh, um, hearing, all right, and something that just strikes gold, you know, in the midst of the congregation, because that's our, that's, uh, that was our first message to him all those years ago, hey, it's that God is speaking no matter how we feel, okay, so let's turn to him. Praise the Lord and listen to his voice and act accordingly. And man, it happened. It happened this morning uh, and it was great. So look, we are privileged to be here. This is a close actually, not, not the last last, but almost the last um, sermon uh, that we're preaching on this, this stop uh, in South Africa. Now, uh, we've preached quite a number, praise the Lord. Uh, our, our folks um, and Josh Jen, they have definitely... Uh, seized the opportunity uh, for us to, uh, to, to, to come back uh, to South Africa. It's our first trip back to South Africa since we moved um, uh, back from Durban. We lived in Durban, uh, for those of you that don't know, from 2007 to 2019. And before that, he said 20 years, he was right, because it was 2001 was our first time, and it was here in the Borland. And we never really left from 2001 to 2006. We were here so many times, literally it was difficult to count how many times. So we finally moved here so we didn't have to fly quite as much, but I'm telling you, we, we worked three times um, as hard. But it's been great to be back in South Africa, and God has really um, reestablished in my heart the thing that was always in his heart and always in our guys' and gals' hearts. Praise the Lord. Um, that, that part of the work in this coming season where we're based in Europe will include um, South Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa. So it's just a joy to be with you here um, towards the close of our time. And by his grace, we're going to find him this morning. We're going to find him even more, okay, and be prepared for more of what it is that he has for us as his people. Amen? Um, I, I want to... Uh, read to you um, scripture, kind of a main uh, thought here. Praise the Lord. Now, all of this technology, in fact, Rion's helped me with technology uh, over the years too. Uh, I'm not sure if that was a good thing or not uh, because of technology and its uh, involvement in our lives. Uh, Can get too much, right? Can get too much. Um, I think some of us, even Christian people, we have a a social media worldview instead of the worldview that comes from the Word of God and the revelation of the Holy Spirit, the Christian worldview. Hallelujah. So, this morning, here's, here's a title to the message. I, I don't always give a title, but I've got one for you. It's called Christian Posture. Now, doesn't that sound boring? Doesn't that sound egg-headed and uh, like the type of thing that you'll not be interested in? But I believe uh, that you will, okay, as we, we go on here. Now, <clears throat> let's, let's go, just come right back here because I've got a couple of things open. Um, Holy Spirit was speaking to me this morning, 
in, in the same vein as this uh, leader guy. And for that matter, the people that were over here, uh, popcorn prayer thing. I've heard a lot of people do popcorn prayer. Um, rarely do I hear revelation that struck, hallelujah, by the Holy Spirit like I did this morning in these prayers. Faith for small individual things, but they aren't small individual things. They're things that are dear to the heart of the Lord. When you hear the word Christian, okay, let's be super clear. Because we different here in Josh Jinn. Um, God is, is doing a thing in his body, uh, purifying, if you will, but, but really coming to the bare bones. When you hear the word Christian today in the world... Usually, the perspective is not what is intended by the word Christian. The word Christian means like Christ. You see, okay? Now, Christian in many, many circles here, praise God, has nothing to do with being like Christ, has to do with some historic affiliation, has to do with what mom and dad said, has to do with the fact that there are different churches, some of them aren't even Christian, that have historically been associated with Christian. But Christ-like is what I mean and what the Lord means when he says Christian. So Christian posture is Christ-like posture. How was it that the Lord did it? Now, I'm going to tell you something that's not necessarily Christ-like here to begin with. Amen? Not that it's anti, but it's different. I was, I was um, blessed with a lovely and beautiful and Christ-like wife. Hallelujah? Amen. Trina is, is the light of my... He, she's just one of those uh, gifts that keeps on giving um, and that will, will, you know, for the rest of my life um, for sure. But one of the aspects about uh, Trina that rubbed me just a little bit wrong when we first met was that she was very into correct physical posture. Now, guys, I'm speaking to the guys here. Okay, I know that none of you are like this, but I have a natural tendency to slump with my shoulders, okay? Unless I'm thinking about it or, praise the Lord, Trina, as she oft does, reminds me about it. I just have this tendency to do this. It feels more comfortable to me to slump, praise the Lord. Now... Do you know what is really the truth? Here's what's interesting. When you don't slump, when you pull your shoulders back, when you stand up straight, did you know that even though it might feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit um, unlike the way that you naturally go, did you know that it is far healthier for you? Did you know that you expend less energy, not more? Hallelujah. You don't believe me, amen? Look it up, telling you that it is scientifically verified that good posture, the right posture, is the right way. Now, I'm here to tell you, for me, it definitely has and still is, amen, taking a bit of discomfort and challenge, right, for me to get there, okay, and for me to do that. 
all right? But I, I was just, I was uh, uh, swung by that um, in the Spirit, and then the Lord told me there is a Christian posture, a Christ-like posture that most of my people struggle with day in and day out. Now, okay, if you'll uh, allow me, praise the Lord, okay? I want you to think about all those little bits and pieces there with that thing on posture because God will speak to us. It's amazing how God will speak to us. He'll speak to us what's consistent with his word. Are we together there? Okay, but... He will speak to us in amazing ways. All right, all we have to do is realize his ear, his mouth, his heart, his nature is right there towards us when we're listening. I want to read uh, Matthew eleven twenty-five to 30. That was the one scripture that we were able to um, communicate um, with our guy um, beforehand. I don't know if you have it there. You do. Amen. Now, I'm reading from New American Standard, which is very close to ESV. Don't worry. You don't have it. Nobody in South Africa has New American Standard, and that's okay. We are still praying and trusting for the Lord to bring it. But anyway, I'm reading from New American Standard these five verses, and this this is the message, okay, but there is a message or two within the message. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent. We're going to come right back to that three-word phrase, wise and intelligent. Just let God start speaking to you about that already. And have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me. By my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Praise the Lord. Doesn't that just ring in your ear with truth and goodness and blessing? And the type of thing that we wish we had an awful lot of the time that we don't have. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. Now it's very interesting that God says he is gentle and humble. He is humble. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. (laughs) And my burden is light. Praise the Lord. Just, just, just again, God's word with the spirit. Man, it is a tonic. It is a balm. It is the thing that will, will, will right the wrong and change our hearts and, and heal us, help us. That is the way to go. So just, again, let's have it all flowing on top of us and, and not get away from it. Amen? But what I have to have to have to slightly, um, seemingly sidetrack, but it's not. It connects directly with this. I want to just say a tiny, tiny bit here about legalism. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you have heard the word legalism in the church? 
You've probably heard 73 different sermons um, concerning that. And, and there's lots of theology um, developed around this concept. It is definitely something that is prevalent in the New Testament. But I'm going to try this morning to give us a, a, a simple sentence okay, to chew on that does have most of the facets of really what's going on there. Okay, in the spirit when we talk about the, the, the difficulty or problem associated with legalism. Here is the definition that I've got for you this morning, and that's this. Okay? Legalism is an attempt to accomplish what is supernatural through natural means. Now, I'm going to read that to you again. Okay? And I'm not trying to be um, super spiritual and, and uh, complex in my description here. Legalism is trying to accomplish what is supernatural by natural means. Praise the Lord. Now, probably one of the best examples that I think we can chew on. There are many. There are many in Scripture. All right, but probably one of the best examples that we can look at in the scripture where legalism really gets in the way and starts to mess things up is the forgiveness of sin. Correct? What can we do with our acts? What can we do with the strength of our flesh? What can we do in and of ourselves, disconnected with God, to forgive our sin? Nothing. Hallelujah. Now the Bible clearly states this numerous times, but I'm going to make sure I read it to you so that you've got it. Lockstep. It's not just some Okie from Texas and Durban and Oxford, England, telling it to you. It's the Bible and the Word of God. One of those great, great scriptures. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Praise the Lord. And not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now, I know some of you know that deep in your heart. And I'm praying that most of you Know that deep in your heart. But that is what the Word of God teaches and proclaims. So, let's let everybody pray that over our hearts and lives, even though we've heard it before, as we go about this week. Amen? There is nothing that you can do to forgive your own sin. Praise the Lord. It is only through faith in the perfect one. Jesus Christ, that is it, the only way that we can be forgiven. And it's faith in Him. Now, I want to share just a little bit more on sin pertaining to legalism. Okay? We get that one maybe the majority of the time, but I'll tell you what we don't get. We don't get how we keep from sinning. Praise the Lord. Because what we teach is Jesus forgives you. But boy, you better be careful. You better do six things to Sunday. Hallelujah. And make sure after you know the Lord that you don't fall into this sin or fall into that sin. Now, 
I'll read you another scripture from Titus chapter 2. Another one of my favorites, but it's hidden. It's hidden because I don't hear anybody else very, very rarely teaching on this concerning what we can or cannot do on our own, in our own strength. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. That's what we just talked about from Ephesians chapter 2, right? Instructing us, amen. It's the grace of God that instructs us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior. Listen to me very carefully here. It is the grace of God that enables us to live as people who are set apart. And we had better understand that, and we had better get that in our spirits, and we had better understand uh, precisely, precisely that that is the fact. Now, guys, I'm going to get somewhere here, okay? So you need to stay with me. But I want to let you know that there are whole movements in the church today called holiness. You ever heard of that? There's a lot of holiness churches and holiness movements. A lot of them stem from the old Pentecostal denominations. And you want to know what's going on in those holiness movements? Praise the Lord. Not a lot of holiness. Amen? You have folk. They have a dress code for church. They are not allowed to cut their hair. They forbid the wearing of makeup. And I'm here to tell you guys, all right, I've been right smack dab in the middle of them for close to the last 20 years working by God's grace because they just can't quite figure it out that what they're doing by their own strength doesn't cause them to be set apart. It is the grace of God, and we have to understand the Lord gives us power to live in this life over sin. We cannot do it on our own. Amen? Now, guys, (laughs) I'm telling you, that is something that you need to say. Well, I'm not too sure about that. You know, we need to have... Uh, uh, rules and regulations. You know what? We do. Hallelujah. But I'll tell you what, God better be speaking to you about those rules and regulations. It better be Him who's ordered what it is that you do. Okay? Because you do it because you've got a bright spark and religious tradition. You know what's going to happen? The rule that you put up is going to cause the problem that you're trying to eliminate. Now, all right? Let God adjust us. Let God speak to us. Not hardly anybody in here doesn't have a family or doesn't have children who have families. Tell you what, we need to hear God and base what we're doing on what it is that He is saying to do. Amen? Okay? Legalism is one of the deadliest traps In Christianity, it is certainly portrayed that in the New Testament. It is definitely still the case today. 
We cannot accomplish what is supernatural on our own without a direct connection with the Lord feeding us what it is that we do and what it is that we say and how it is that we go about getting what it is that we want to get. Amen? Now, okay, then your question should be, and I think probably was existing there. Nobody, nobody asked it because you're not rude people uh, and, and you're, you're, you're waiting here and you're trusting by God's grace and hopefully we'll get it here, okay? What is it that we do do? Amen. Now you remember the title of the message. Christian posture. You remember that initial verse there. Okay. Who was it that the Lord spoke about? Praise God. Whenever he was addressing that, that first thing. Because you know, guys, you know, I, I, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Look, I love that. A- amen? Okay, I, I just sometimes go read that to make myself happy. Hallelujah. Okay? The problem is, it's the context that is the key. Right before that, what does Jesus say? Thank you, Lord. Okay? You've hidden these things. From the wise and the intelligent. Now, I, I, I know, I've met a few people here, and I know that they are, they are intelligent. I've met some people here, I know they are wise. Was, was God saying uh, he doesn't like smart people with high IQs or, or people that are willing to learn uh, from, from, from life's experience? Was that what he was saying when he said you've hidden these things from the wise and intelligent? No! That's not what he was saying. What he was addressing here was people who go to their own intellect, their own understanding, their own strength. Did you know that there are people that would fit in the category of wise and intelligent that aren't very intelligent? They just rely on themselves. Praise the Lord. They've been taught that, okay, through their experience in life. Um, through however it is that they come. That's why we are here together, okay? And he compares those folks to infants. Now, there's not a lot of infants here. Amen. Okay? Natural infants. But that's because he wasn't speaking about natural infants. What he was speaking about are people who just like, just like um, little Larky here. Praise the Lord. She can't do anything on her own. And she makes it known. Praise the Lord. Mom, Dad, I need your help. That's the way she lives her life, isn't it? That's the way all children should be able to live their lives. Well, you know what else God said a little bit later in the book of Matthew? You know what else he said? His disciples, there were some children, some actual children, they were coming up to him. This is just a little bit down the line here. Um, in uh, Matthew chapter 19. You don't have to go there because I know you know this story. And the children, they were walking up to him and what did his disciples start to do? They started rebuking the children. you too young. You shouldn't be approaching this great prophet and man of God. They, they rebuked him. But then what did Jesus do? He rebuked them. And he said, uh-uh. Unless you are as a child... You have no place in me. You understand? It's a spiritual metaphor for how we must be. How we must posture ourselves in the presence of the Lord. And guys, this is not the easiest thing in the world. I mean, you know, we, 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 we know things. 
We see things, okay? We, we, we have experiences. We've had success, all right, in the past. But I'm telling you what God is saying to us that we can do. So what we can, what we can uh, um, uh, 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 um, accomplish in this life is to bow our knee to Him as a lifestyle. Praise the Lord. He wants us to be dependent on what it is that he has to say day in and day out. Guys, it's not just on Sunday. Hey? It's not just when we go to the calm. We would say a home group where I'm from, praise God, but we haven't advanced spiritually as much. <laughs> you understand? Okay? But when we're together, you, you see, that's a very small portion of the time that we live on earth, isn't it? What we have to be able to do, okay, is to hear God real time. That means any time. Okay, and let me tell you how you do that. You become as a child. You, you say, you know what, Lord? <laughs> Hallelujah. I need to hear your voice. Amen? I'm not smart enough. Praise God. To raise a godly family in the midst of a fallen world. His body needs to say, we not smart enough to be the light that you have called us to be. Okay? There's a posture here with the knees bowed. Amen? To the living God that says, what is it that you have to say? And let me tell you, that's where this word from this morning is so important. Because, you know, it's an awful lot easier and better to bow your knee to somebody when you know that they're good. When you understand in your heart that what they give you is not going to be a stone or a scorpion. When you see that even when times are tough, even when there's a bit of struggle, uh, even organized by the Lord for you, it will make you more of the person that you really want to be. Hallelujah. You see? That's why that was so crucial to what we're doing right here. We've got to have the right picture of who he is. Now, I'll tell you what we can take great hope in. All right? We can take great hope in his intellect. His understanding. He says one of those famous good um, prophetic scriptures um, from Isaiah 55, what does it say? My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And you know, it's a good thing. Did you guys know that? That's a really, really good thing to know. Okay? I've, I've, I've done some studies recently, and the studies have been like this. We are smarter and more educated than ever before. Okay? Did you know that in, uh, at the beginning of the 20th century, the 1900s, used to take about 100 years for the knowledge in the world to double? You know how long it takes today? One day. Hallelujah. In one day. Now, so, so that means knowledge is going like this. Time's on the bottom. Knowledge is like this. You don't have to understand the graph to, to get what I'm saying. Knowledge is increasing so rapidly 
Okay? It's amazing. Well, let me tell you. What has been promised by the secular world? In fact, what did our, our great, humble, and I, I do esteem him um, as, a, as, a, as an amazing person. What was it that Nelson Mandela said to South Africa? He said that education is the best way to change this world. Now, again, education, knowledge, it's increasing rapidly, dramatically. How do you see happiness going? How about joy? Why don't you look at my country? Okay, don't just look at South Africa. Look at my country. When you see the news about the United States, does it seem positive? Do we seem like we're really full of joy? We don't have a care in the world. Because I can tell you, it is exactly the opposite of that. We have everything that this world could possibly offer. And we are trying to knock each other's heads off and stab each other's eyes. But praise the Lord. His ways are higher than our ways. Now see, man's going to come to the end of his rope. That's what's going to happen. Praise the Lord. Man is going to see no way to change this world without God. But here's the key. Here's what they need to see. They need to see a people that have God inside of them, that live their lives with their knees bowed to him, taking their instruction from him, walking in exactly the same way that Jesus walked. Did you know um, it, it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, that Jesus was the firstborn? Not the lastborn, the firstborn among many brethren. Amen? It's his way that's to be our way. Hallelujah. And that's the key. That's the main thing. That's the way that we do it. Now, guys, you know, we've had a, we, we, we've had a very um, interesting, interesting time here in South Africa. All right? And uh, there have been just so many different things that God has highlighted. Um, <laughs> um, like I said, he's done a major work in me. I, I think the Lord had already done this work in Trina, maybe never needed to do it. But he did a major work in me in terms of reorienting my heart <coughs> to his direction for our life and our ministry. You know, I think I, <coughs> I kind of turned away a little bit. Not, uh, not in sin or anything like that, but I kind of turned my heart away from the brothers and sisters in South Africa, and I'm, I'm here to repent publicly. I'm here to repent. I don't know if I've said it quite like that, but I'm saying it right now, amen. So it'll be on the tape. So, you know, if, uh, if uh, Mornay or Andrew need to hear it, it's right there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but seriously now, seriously, okay? Look, um, we loved our time in South Africa, okay? But I felt like when we left, praise the Lord, I felt like when we left that I exhaled for a couple of years. (laughs) You get me, okay? It was less, it was more comfortable 
where it was that I headed. Um, my thought was, well, we are done here, okay, in a sense, and we're moving on to different places. Listen, that was my mind. That was my thought. That was the wrong thing for me, okay? That was the wrong thing for my wife, the wrong thing even for, for our people, <clears throat> many of which are, are in Josh Jen. Praise the Lord. So I've had to be reoriented. I've had to ask God to forgive me. You see, how do we change? How do we, how do we get to the place? How do we get to the place of being childlike? How do we do that? You know, had an interesting sermon that I listened to from somebody else earlier in our time. You know, there's one thing to, to, to live like a child, but to start with, to start with, what we do is we ask God to forgive us for trusting in something other than Him. Amen? How many of us really can say we don't trust in our minds? Often, before we trust in the Lord. What do we do first? We think first. Yeah. Then possibly, and sometimes way later, we'll pray first. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to be a spirit-first people. God, what do you think about what it is that I'm about to do? From small to big. Amen? It's really this spot here that God's calling us to, okay? Because we can live there with the right posture when we recognize first that we haven't walked with that posture. Hallelujah. I'd like for us to pray together. Amen? Now, I want to just linger here just a bit and see exactly what it is that God uh, has for us right now. So Father, we are thankful and we ask you for your um, spirit to fall over us right now. Father, we need your truth. We need your mind. We need what you have to say to us. In this hour, in this season. Father, without, um, without manufacturing things, without um, uh, hyping them and making them look a certain way according to uh, maybe even um, expectations that are soulish or religious, we just ask you to speak to us this morning concerning what it is that you want. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we ask you for your word here this morning.